Welcome to the Data Leadership Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony J. Aldman. Data is everywhere in our businesses, and it takes leadership to make the most of it. We bring you the people, stories, and lessons to help you become a data leader. We've partnered with Dataversity to provide listeners with 20% off your first training center purchase with promo code AlgmanDL. Go to dataleadershiptraining.com to learn more. Today, on episode 78, we welcome Michael DeLon. Michael creates credibility. As the president of Paperback Expert, he helps business owners publish a book that positions them as the expert in their field. Business owners seek out Michael to clarify their brand strategy, make them best-selling authors, and set up their profitable podcast. They use his credibility marketing strategies to gain more clients, get more referrals, and grow their revenue. Michael, welcome to the show. Anthony, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. It's going to be a great conversation. I hope so. So why don't we get started and just take a few minutes and give us kind of the story arc of your career and how those earlier experiences kind of led into what you're doing now. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to go all the way back to about 1990. That's when I got married to my still wife. We celebrate 32 years here in a little bit. But uh, back then I was in uh, Christian radio sales, Okay, for a small Christian radio station in Indiana. And after two years of being in, in sales, I realized that nobody wanted to buy Christian radio. What they wanted to do is sell their products and services. So, Anthony, mm -hmm. I, had, I had a decision to make out a fork in the road. I had to either become a really good salesperson or a really good marketer. So I chose marketing. I bought the books. I went to the seminars. I followed the gurus. I figured out how to do marketing for small business owners. And so I helped their businesses grow, my business grew, and did that from about 90 to 2000. Mm -hmm. um, during that period of time, my wife and I, we were, you know, at first five years of our marriage were like this because, you know, we're complete opposites. And though we both grew up in church, nobody ever taught us how to be married. So after five years, we went to a, a marriage conference in Indianapolis from a ministry called Family Life. And they showed us God's blueprints for marriage. I didn't know he had blueprints. So that conference changed our marriage, okay? And this plays into mm -hmm. everything. So then sure. I stayed at the radio station. In about 2000, God led us out of the radio station to a startup.com. Back when Amazon was just getting started. You remember when, uh, like, William Shatner was on the radio, world's largest bookstore, right? That's oh, when yeah. we were selling banner ads and websites to car dealers who didn't have anything because it was the brand new internet thing. Well, that company was ahead of their time. Which, by the way, Anthony, means they went bankrupt. So after two years of, of working for that company, I stood in my, in my living room looking up going, God, what am I supposed to do now? And he spoke to my heart. He says, Michael, I want you to ministry to families, and I want you at Family Life, that ministry that changed our marriage a few years ago. And I said, why didn't I think of that? So it's a missionary organization, part of Campus Crusade for Christ. And so we had to raise our own support. took two years to do that. Then we moved to Little Rock, Arkansas, which is where they were headquartered. I thought, wow, this is nirvana. I mean, wow, why would I ever leave this? I'm going to be here for life. So I, I served in the radio department of Family Life, used my marketing skills, climbed the corporate ladder. I was on the leadership team. And then they started going through corporate reorganizations. Remember those things? Oh, so yeah. about the third reorg, they, they laid out the new chart, and my name was no longer on the leadership team. And I went, well, that's very interesting. So they started shuffling me around the ministry and doing different things. That was the beginning of two years, Anthony, of what I call my prison sentence. And so I was in prison for two years because I was in a job that I hated at a ministry that I loved. Hmm. And after two years, I decided it was time to get out. So I at, talked to my wife, prayed. I said, God, what am I going to do? Can I get out of this place? And he says, what do you want to do? I said, I want to go help small business owners with marketing because they hate it and I love it. 
And he said, okay, go. So January 1st of 2013, I stepped out of ministry and I hit easy street. I escaped prison finally. I started my own company. Mm-hmm. Had one client, helped him break through some barriers in marketing that he was he was struggling with. And he would refer me to you, Anthony. And I would call you and you'd meet with me. We'd have a great discussion. And somewhere in that conversation, you'd say, now, Michael, what have you done for the last few years? And I said, well, I think I've helped build marriages and families at Family Life. And you say, well, that's honorable, Michael. Way to go. Oh, look at the time. I've got another meeting, but I'd like to keep talking. Let, let's reschedule and you shuffle me out the door. Mm-hmm. Well, that kept happening. I wasn't getting any clients. I thought, this is not good because I was living on savings at the time, right? So I went back to my church, second floor, pacing to the hallways. I remember it as if it was yesterday. And I said, how do I help Anthony? Because I know I can, Lord. Show me the way. And he just kind of, again, spoke to my heart. And he said, why don't you take all of your strategies, your marketing ideas, and put them into a book? And so I did. So in 2013, Anthony, I published my first book called On Marketing. And then I would call you, set an appointment. I'd mail you a copy of my book. I'd walk in your office about a week later for that appointment. And there it was. My book was on your desk, dog-eared, highlighted, and underlined. You'd read my book. And in that meeting, Anthony, you would say, now, Michael, in your book, you said, how do you help me do that? And you'd hire me. And the next guy hired me, and the next guy hired me. Now, let me ask you a question, Anthony. What changed between those two meetings? Did did my background in, in marketing change, my understanding of marketing? No. Did my background as a, as a ministry guy change? No. What changed was how you thought of me. When you got a copy of my book, you instantly saw me as an expert in marketing. And when I walked in your office, you had pen in hand, ready to take down the prescription I had for your pain. Mm-hmm. That, Anthony, changed everything in my business and my life. And, and it planted the seed that today is paperback expert, where we help business owners create their book without writing a word and teach them how to use that book to gain clients, get referrals, and grow the revenue. So whew, that's a long story, but it gives you a, a picture of how in the world I got here, right? Mm-hmm. So you just said something that I have to jump on to because now I'm, I'm, I'm interested because <laughs> the story makes a ton of sense. Uh, I, I'm, yeah. I, I like kind of that, that, that journey and and I think a lot of our audience out there which is you know anyone from data management people to entrepreneurs to senior executives to you know uh, analysts and strategists like we're all over the place in terms of of the the roles that we we have and represent in, in the audience of the show but I think all of us have those moments where we're like wow I was trapped in a job I didn't like tried to do something different tried to go out on my own do something else like tried to understand and, and what I think you did a very good job of doing was was explaining how your story at a particular moment was working against you because people didn't understand what that prepared you to do. And then you created this book that outlined all of that and that showed them you knew what you were talking about because you knew what you were talking about because that experience led you to that. But the story that played and the way that you were doing when you were struggling initially it, it, it didn't make that connection. So I think that there's there's a, a tremendous amount of value in terms of striking a parallel in our own personal stories to to what you have done and accomplished and then found and discovered because mm-hmm. you didn't, you know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you didn't set out to go into business for yourself to say, 
I'm going to help people become experts through paperback expert and make books. Like that not was not on the radar at all. Yeah. <laughs> not at all, man. No, I never thought I'd be an author. I mean, it just wasn't even in the cards. Right. I cut yeah. my teeth in direct response marketing and, and all of that. And that's what I thought I was just going to help you do. But um, I was, it was funny. Anthony. I was the marketing expert, right? I mm -hmm. was having a hard time gaining clients. And I'm like, a marketing guy should be able to figure this out. But I had yeah. no credibility. And that was the issue. Yeah, I mean, you, you you have to do some soul searching there, too, when you're like, oh, I'm supposed to be <laughs> the expert in this thing. And that's the thing I'm struggling with most right now. It, it can it can put you on a spiral. And, oh. and that's uh, yeah, so I applaud you for finding that that mm, thought you. to try to write the book and to, to try that, because that is not a small amount of effort as a person who has written a book. I know, like. Yeah. That wasn't the easy option. That was the that was the like okay, let's let's yeah. go in and do a really bold move that better work because this is going to take however many months to to make Our, happen. Uh, yes, um, yeah. So it ripped our you, family apart because it was me and my son and my wife trying to edit it right. And I would say I want it to sound this way, and they're both like, "Well, no, you need a comma there, and you can't say that." I'm like, "No." I mean, it was crazy. Anyway. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> The, the editing process. What a what a wonderful <laughs> way to grow. Oh, to do that with your family. It was such a special time. Like, oh, it was wonderful. With family have, would be wonderful. We have memories, yeah. We have memories. <laughs> um, yeah, good good on you. So you did mention it. So I, I have to, because you mentioned something, and we'll talk more about how Paperback Expert works and, sure. and all of that. But, but you said something that really struck me accord with it. it's like you said we could create a book to position us as experts in the field without writing a word ourselves without actually writing the book can you talk more about what that is and what that means and how sure. that connection works absolutely absolutely i tell people all the time so so at the end of the day we're a book publisher for small business owners right mm -hmm. and i will tell my prospects and the, your audience never write a book and what I mean by that is uh, you should not write a book. You should speak to write your book. couple hmm. reasons. Number one, when you pull up a Word document or a Google Doc to get ready to write your book, what's happening is you're using a certain part of your brain, and you're going to start typing, and then you're going to say, oh, no, that's not how I want to do it. And you hit backspace, 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 or whatever. Hmm. And you're self-editing through the process, and it's laborious, and it's frustrating. Hmm. Versus building an outline and then going to Word document or a Google Doc and hitting the dictate function and speaking your, your, your book into existence, and it will transcribe it for you. And so now your, your thoughts are out of your head. They're on print. Now you can go back and do some editing and some fine-tuning so much faster, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, you're a business owner. You're an expert at what you do, and you can talk about your business all day long. Mm -hmm. All you really want to do is structure what you're going to say through the outline and then set yourself up to speak the content just as you were speaking to an audience, to a prospect, to a client. And, and what's going to happen is when you're speaking versus when you're typing, you're using a different part of your brain. You're communicating differently, and you're going to say things to a prospect or something that you would mm -hmm. never type. But when it's in your book that way, and then they see a video or a podcast, and then they speak to you, and you say the same phrase, mm -hmm. it, it it's an underlying um, aspect of credibility. It's kind of like the ocean. You have waves that you see and current that you don't. Which of the two mm -hmm. is stronger? 
well, it's the, it's the current. It's what you don't see. And that's what comes out when you speak to write your book. And that's why I tell people never write a book. And then the, the, the do, you know, creating your book without writing a word, our entire process is built for busy business owners. So we have, a, mm-hmm. we have staff writers who interview our, our clients, build that outline, and mm-hmm. guide them through questions to say, okay, Anthony, tell us about the importance of data in business. Mm-hmm. And then we shut up and you start talking and you're bringing the content of your book. We record it all. Then the writer takes their expertise to take your words in your voice to craft and massage the words you've given us mm-hmm. so that we'll create your book without you writing a word. That's how we do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. That that resonates. Uh, and and you know, on one hand, 2017 Anthony would like to have a word with you because that could have saved me a whole bunch of time. <laughs> um, but secondly, I also feel like I had I had an advantage because I I speak exactly how you were talking and like that's how I write my speeches, right? I create an outline and the outline yep. like hey, anybody out there who's ever heard me give a speech anywhere, the 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 bullets that you saw on the slide aren't for you. They're for me. I just kind of <laughs> exactly. rant and and I'm reading those things to write, oh yeah, this is when I need to talk about that. And so like that's yep. that's how that works. Fortunately, I had um I had the good fortune to to be able to take that speaking approach and kind of translate that into words on the page relatively straightforward yes. and then do a lot of the editing and that stuff. So I think it, it turned out for, in my case, fairly well. But I totally understand what you're saying with the process because at, like small business owners or, or thought leaders, people in data and technology, anybody in the audience that, that has that specialized skill that could benefit from having a book. I would agree. Like you, you can talk about these things. And, and a lot of times, like it's basically just getting over that hump of recognizing that you're talking for a purpose and that, you know, people get nervous talking in in audiences. And and I imagine that it's a different kind of nervousness when you're talking to get those words to appear in the word document or, or what have you. But if you could just remove yourself from that stress and just be the expert that you are, I could totally understand why that skill. I mean, we were just joking about that editing process, right? Like it is yes. really difficult. And so if it you is. had a way to work with experts in editing, working with experts in the written word to realize, hey, you know, you talk in so fast and in so many different run on sentences that people will never be able to read those as as sentences on the page. But we can break that down and we can get the, the point across. That's a really useful service. So I can I could definitely see where that um where that where that would add value. Now, could you talk a little bit more about like your business in particular, how the process works, and you know, because I, I I'm I'm picking up that this is different than the traditional like publisher model where hey you know some big name publisher out there wants to take my expertise, create a book, give me an advance, have me write it, right. do this stuff. Um, how does your business differ from from that? Yeah, uh, in in a variety of ways. So we we are what we call a hybrid publisher. So we're somewhere between what you just described Mm -hmm. and self-publishing, right? Mm -hmm. I work with busy business owners. Our whole whole process is designed that our clients invest about 24 clock hours of their time to create their book. Takes us about seven months, okay? Mm -hmm. But what we want to do is set you up through interviews. So the first thing we do is is do a month with me on what I call brand strategy. And that's finding your unique, distinct message. 
What is your signature message that's going to differentiate you from all of your competitors? What's going to become probably the title of your book, okay, that's going to capture the attention of your audience, number one. Once we have that, then one of our writers comes to the table, and they start doing Zoom interviews with you, just like you and I are doing right now, Anthony. It's mm -hmm. conversation. Anthony, what are, what are the, the biggest challenges your clients are facing? What are, what are the, the recurring questions that you're getting? What's your unique process that you take people through? Tell me some mm -hmm. stories of how you've helped it, right? We're building the outline. And once the yes. outline's created, then that same writer's coming back through interviews just like this, say, okay, Anthony, let's talk about chapter one, right? Data, data in business. Why is it so important? And because you have those bullet points and those stories, you start talking. And it's a very simple, very simple process. I tell people, if you can show up on a call like this and talk, you can create a book because we're going to guide you through the process. Most of most of my clients have never actually tried to write a book. Some of them have, and they they just can't get there because of their, they're busy. And that's mm -hmm. OK. We guide you through the entire process. If you just follow our step by step method with your writer, you're going to get your book created. And, and it's not just the writing aspect of it. I mean, we have cover designers who, who do that. We have a publishing team that publishes it to Amazon and Kindle. And we have a promotions team that makes you an Amazon bestseller. I mean, we, we do everything except the content of your book because we're not the expert. You're the expert. It's your book. We're just here to help you get the book created to establish and elevate your credibility in the eyes of your audience. So it's a, it, it's a really simple process because – you don't have to th really think about anything. You show up to the calls. You have everything, Anthony, in your head and in your heart to create your book. Right. Our job is to get it out and to structure it in the right way so it resonates with your audience so they'll grab it and come and talk with you as the expert who can help them solve their problems. Did I answer that? Yeah. No, absolutely. I think I, I think you definitely answered that. And then – so I, I – you know, perceiving then a there's a cost to the author then of working with your organization. Oh, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And so the authors, you know, the 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 person who's the expert. I mean, they're going to spend a lot less time versus the months of writing themselves. Um, oh, you know, yeah. that's worth that's worth a cost. And then do you do you um, charge these authors on like a percentage of sales basis as well, or is it a is a flat fee? How does that work? Yep, great question. Yeah, flat fee. So we've got different programs based on what, what our client needs, right? And that's why we always have credibility conversations. Our mm -hmm. programs go anywhere from $18,000 to twenty or $36,000, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's a – what we do, this is a marketing investment in your business, okay? Mm -hmm. And so we, we divide that by 12, and it's a monthly investment every month, okay? Mm -hmm. And what we're going to do is take you from start where you are today – all the way through the entire process. Once you're done paying me that fee and we, we've delivered everything to you, the only time you ever pay me any more money is when you order physical copies of your book, okay? Mm -hmm. And those are $5 each plus shipping on demand, okay? Mm -hmm. You own the rights. You keep any royalties of sales that might happen on Amazon. You're not going to get rich on Amazon selling your book. Get that out of your mind right now. You're going to generate wealth by positioning yourself as an expert in the mind of your audience and gaining new clients and getting referrals from those clients. That's what we teach our clients to do because, Anthony, I've got people come to me all the time saying, I just want to be an author because when I'm an author, I'm going to get all kinds of clients. And I stop them in their shoes. I say, I, I'm, I talk with business owners every week who, who have published their book. They don't know what to do with it. 
it's not about being an author. It's about understanding how to market your credibility to mm -hmm. gain clients, get referrals, and grow your revenue. That's the magic we bring to the table. So yeah, they're going to invest in this book. Couple things. One, a book has shelf life. Mm -hmm. It's going to stay around for a very long time. I published my book in 2013. I still use it today to gain clients, get referrals, and grow my revenue. And number two, it's sacrilegious in our culture to throw a book away. So it'll <laughs> move from true. house to house and office to office. So you become a household name once you put a physical copy of a book in somebody's hand. I have a lot of people come to me and say, well, I, I just want to do an ebook. Good luck with that. Do you know how many ebooks I have on my in, in on, on my Kindle device or my computer? Hundreds, right? Oh, yeah. Do you know how many I have on my bookshelf that I can touch? And so we published a Kindle. We publish an ebook, but we publish primarily to physical because it's part of our strategy. I want to mail a copy of my book to you. I want to mm -hmm. sign it. I guarantee you'll never throw that one away, right? I want to put three or four or five copies into your hand, Anthony, after after I've served you and you're happy with me and say, Anthony, would you just do me a favor? And when you're talking with your friends over the next couple, three weeks about how we've served you and set you up in whatever, would you just hand a copy of my book to them and say, this is the person we've trusted. And you should just read his book. What better way to get referrals, right? So anyway, it's it's so much more than just having a book. It, it's everything that's combined with that credibility and that authority that comes with it and understanding how do you market that to to convert the leads that you're paying for into appointments and convert those appointments into clients and those clients into referral sources. That's what it's about. That's where the money's made. And we believe in it so much that we back it up with the two-year double your money back guarantee in writing because we know it works. So I have a few th different thoughts, which sure. is often the, the, <laughs> the, the, the challenge. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, I could definitely vouch for the well, I can vouch for the fact that you're not going to make any money selling books on Amazon, but you could I can also vouch <laughs> for the fact that you know when it comes to credibility, it's not just the entrepreneur. Now, granted, your market is going to be the entrepreneurs and the people that are, are super busy yes. and, and have investment dollars for for marketing. But for those of the audience that aren't you know, aren't in that market. I can, mm -hmm. I can say from my personal experience that as a person who wanted to gain more credibility in speaking and as a thought leader in the data leadership and the, and the more uh, broader data management and, and governance space, um, having a book became an essential component for that credibility, even in that space. Now it wasn't something that I intended to monetize uh, to get clients per se, but it was something where once I had something I knew I wanted to talk about, then it became essential to do it because I wanted to, you know, first and foremost, like, yeah, I liked the idea of becoming a, a thought, you know, a more successful thought leader, having more opportunities mm -hmm. to do speaking and that stuff. But to me, it was about, I had ideas that I think people needed to understand and that would yes. really help them in their own work and, and, and what have you. And so I don't want to lose that either. This is not about total self-interest. It's about recognizing that that credibility comes from the impact you're trying to make 
out there for your clients or for your company or for your um, audience as a thought leader. And and that, I think, is is the other side of this where, I mean, good marketing is good marketing. You need to do that to, to create success in your career and in your business and, and what have you. Totally agree. But it's also about saying, how can we serve that constituent base that we have, whatever it is, by giving our good knowledge to them in the form of something, like you said, they can go through and highlight and dog ear and, and ask questions about and think about on their terms, on their time, when they may not have the opportunity. I mean, heck, the last two years with the pandemic, right? Yeah. We didn't have conferences. Right. We, we had some virtual events. How many of you out there had a virtual event that you registered for, intended to go to, and were distracted during the entire thing on the normal work or and other stuff. You couldn't focus. And that's become just a, a total problem with our opportunities to learn over the last couple of years when we've been dealing with this pandemic. And, and so to be able to give people that book, be able to give people something that they can do on their time when they can focus, when they have that that luxury, um, it's it's huge. And that, that makes it worthwhile. But I definitely, again, will emphasize you're not going to get rich <laughs> selling a book on Amazon. On under Amazon. Any no, no way. Yeah. But I do want to ask let, you let a little bit about okay, oh, yeah. go ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, please. Go ahead. Say, let me speak about the, the speaking aspect of it, right? If you're speaking yeah. virtually or in person, doesn't matter. You've got a crowd. They're hearing you. Great. After that, what happens? They forget you and they go back to work. Mm -hmm. What what if you mm -hmm. took your book and as you're speaking, let's say you're virtually, you're speaking in chat, you put a link to get a free copy of your book. Because I know that what I'm sharing with you now is coming right out of my book, and if you get a free copy after the fact, you can go back and review what I've just told you, and then they do that. They opt in to get it, so now you capture their name and email, right? which is really cool, and then over the next few weeks, you're sending them short little email snippets coming out of your book to re-educate them, right? It's tell me what – to, you know, tell me what I what what I'm going to tell you. Then I'm going to tell you. Then I'm going to tell you again. Right? That whole process. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing in marketing, and you're the only person who's going to do that. Trust me, mm -hmm. nobody does this. That's why we teach it to our clients. It's very simple to do because you ha now have an asset in your book. How many different ways could you do that and provide value? I don't want you just to listen to me today, Anthony. I want you to listen to me and then. Take me with you and reevaluate what I said over the next week or two. Get a free copy of my book. Happy to give it to you. That's that's how you take those events and monetize them long term, positioning yourself as the guy who is giving more than he's getting. Mm -hmm. it, it and it kind of comes back to like I found when I was doing more consulting. You know, I I hated to try to sell my consulting to everyone I encountered. Like I, I never yes. liked. To say I have my hammer, you're a nail. Let let me hit that nail. Like it, it right. I found it distasteful because what I want to do is make people aware that hey, I have some things that I might be able to help you with. If you're interested, reach out. I want to help you, but I don't want to impose on you what I do if it is not of interest. Like that was never interesting to me, and and so right. I think that this, you know, and that's where marketing is strong is that it is much less intense. It's a lot less salesy. I mean, I, I, I just don't have time in the day to deal with all the sales calls of, of, oh, you know, let me schedule a meeting for Tuesday at 1 p.m. Will that fit your calendar, Anthony? I'm like, I have no idea who you are. Like the, the random emails that are doing that, does anyone ever actually take them up on that? And, and that's just, yeah. it's just wrong. And so like, offer your wisdom in a, in a package form. They're going to have questions. There's no substituting for decades of experience, 
bring that forward to people and then let them understand what you can do. And if there comes a time where they can use more of your help, then they'll let you know. And like that to me is, is how business should work. And, and that's true today. It's true 40 years ago. It doesn't matter. That's, that's to me just the, the right way. What I want to ask you about them. So obviously we're in a world of change. We talk a lot about technology change and, and massive data volumes and all this stuff on the show. But um, I'm just thinking like, cause if you were talking about being involved in the startup community and stuff way back when Amazon was just getting started and, and all of that. But yeah. I think most people today, and I have kind of a two part question is, is, yeah. you know, clearly at this point, Amazon has created massive change in the book world. And that's from, you know, the ability to do publishing on demand, the ability to, to reach different audiences, some of the, the um, tools that they have. So I'm curious your perspective on how Amazon, for better or worse, has, has kind of evolved the book marketplace now that that's where your career sits. Um, and then the other thing, which may be a simpler thing to start with, is just what constitutes a Amazon bestseller. Like, what does that term actually mean from a quantified, quantified, quantified perspective, ideally? Yeah, something about data. You're looking, you're asking for data. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. so um, yeah, Amazon has definitely you know changed the game. They, they've they've reduced the friction, okay, of mm -hmm. publishing a book. They haven't reduced the friction of creating the book, right? But mm -hmm. if you've got a book created, you can publish it easily to Amazon to Kindle. That's great. Now you're one of 10 billion people who have a book on Amazon. Great. Good luck. Right. Okay, so it doesn't solve the problem that you're really trying to solve, number one. Mm -hmm. um, what's it mean to be an Amazon best-selling author? Amazon has has thresholds. Okay, It's, a, it's an algorithm. Right? Mm -hmm. They look at, at category that you put your book in and subcategories. They look at competition. They look at how many sales you make. They look at how many reviews you've got. They look at, they look at about six different factors is what we figured out to determine Amazon bestseller ranking of your book. Okay, what what drives your book up the rankings and categories, subcategories, all of that. We dominate all, all of those categories when we do your promotion for your book to drive your book up in up the rankings so that we can guarantee, Anthony, that you will be an Amazon best-selling author for the rest of your life. Why is that so important? Well, remember, everything that I do is about building and establishing your credibility. And in the mind of your audience, when you're when you're speaking and they say, we're going to bring up our next speaker, and it's um, Anthony Algman. He's the president of whatever. That's great. But if they say, our next speaker, we want to welcome to the stage Amazon best-selling author Anthony Algman. Which one sounds better? Which one captures my attention a little bit better? It's what happens in the mind of your audience. And then when you add to that the media credentials, those recognized media credentials, right, as seen on ABC, NBC, Fox, Market, all of those that we get for you, that just adds more credibility. You put those on your website, on your banners, on your emails, in your webinars, on stage, and your audience looks at you and says, all right, this is somebody to follow. This is somebody to listen to, obviously. It's what happens in the mind of your audience. That's where marketing battle is fought. Mm -hmm. When you can influence how people think about you, you have now captured their attention. Okay, Now you better deliver the goods to get them to become a, a prospect and a client. But if you're trying to capture their attention, I, I don't know of a better way than to really 
proclaim your message with absolute clarity and put behind you the recognized credibility of being an Amazon bestselling author and having media credentials with your name because that's third-party mm -hmm. recognition saying we validate this guy is valid. Does that I, make sense? Did I answer I that? I don't it, – it, it makes sense, and I don't disagree at all that like being able to label yourself an Amazon bestseller definitely carries a, a cachet with it. It definitely um, is just like a New York Times bestseller. I don't know that I heard in there – what makes it an Amazon bestseller? Like, is it a certain percentage of a particular category? Or is it a number of sale uh, sold books? Is it how do we know what that actually means from a yeah. data perspective? So from a data perspective, it's it's Amazon. It's it's watching. So if you go to any Amazon book and you scroll down mm -hmm. the page, it has a number and a ranking. Your your yeah. your book is number thirty seven thousand out of however many in that category. When you become right. an Amazon bestseller, you you cross the threshold that Amazon has set for that category. Usually, you have to get mm -hmm. in the top fifty to be a bestseller, mm -hmm. and then obviously to be number one, you got to be number one in those categories. Now, in your categories, mm -hmm. have to relate to your book. I, I mean, when, with your book being a data type book or whatever, you can't go. Well, I'm going to be number one in gardening. <gasps> no, you can't do that, right? That that's that's not credible, and so. Yeah. We have to choose the category. You've got to look at the competition. You've got to do all of this, this um, promotion to drive your book up there. And then what we do is we take screenshots of your book climbing in the rankings, and we provide those to you so that if anybody would ever ask, Anthony, are you really a bestseller? You can say, well, yeah, here. Here's the date. Here's the – there it is. And so Amazon's – I mean they're, they're a data company, right? It's all based on their, their logarithm and their formula, but it is based on categories, subcategories, traffic, sales – um, reviews. I mean, those are all the different categories. And so you've got to hit all of those to make the formula work. That's why we dominate all of those in a short period of time to make sure we we never miss. That makes sense. And so the, and, and within those categories, those rankings are driven by the sales of the book. Like that's that's what gets you through those categories, right? So, so, sales, well, sales is one category. Reviews is another thing that they're looking at. So, I mean, their, their logarithm is is massive, right? So it's looking at right. sales. It's looking at reviews. It's looking at traffic coming back to that side. It's looking at what's going on on the outside, too, related to that. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. one of those massive logarithms that you're like, somebody smart wrote that thing. Because they – so, yeah. But sales yeah. is a part so, of it. Yeah. And and one thing, and, and maybe this is just my own misconception, is that I thought Amazon determined which categories your book gets placed in. Because I've heard a lot from different authors of like, I have no idea why my book's in these categories. They don't change, but they're, like you're in the categories and that's what you're stuck with. And so like, is that really a thing or is that something that you can change based on some interaction with Amazon? Yes, you can change them. Yeah, when we publish a book initially, we're going to choose the the primary category, and then I think we can you know we can choose multiple subcategories. We usually choose two mm -hmm. or three at at the top, and then if we need to change one later, we can actually we can go back into the back end and and work it to change one of the categories. Yeah, you can change them. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's new information to me. I, I okay. My understanding was is that. Amazon through their magical algorithm assigns yeah. those categories. And maybe that's yeah. um, uh, something that is, is once true or was never true, but is something that is a um, popular misconception, which we have now cleared up. Well, there so, you go. Um, Praise God. So then the, the other, th uh, so, so is there a point or an, an avenue where like audiobooks come into play? Is that something that people should mm -hmm. be thinking about or, 
using to their advantage as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that. I mean, obviously, that's a service we provide as well for for clients if Mm -hmm. they want to do that. We also one of our our core programs after your book is created, we we actually create a podcast for you because a lot of my clients don't have a podcast. And so we interview them on every chapter of their book. And then we syndicate that. We give them the video to put on their website, YouTube, Facebook. But then if they want to create the audiobook, absolutely, because a lot of people are listening to audiobooks. They're listening to podcasts on their phone. You're able to take people with you. The other cool thing with with a podcast and an audiobook is it allows me to hear you. So when I'm reading your book, I, I hear you in my head. But I want to I want to watch a video. I want to hear your voice to really get out the tone, the intonation, and and the passion that you have for what you do. Because it's one thing to say I help people create books without writing, versus I help people create books without writing it. Right? Totally different. That's yeah. only going to really come through through audio, whether it's podcast, audiobook, or a video. So yeah, we absolutely have a, a audiobook platform ready to go for our clients who want to do that. In fact, it's part of our thirty six thousand dollar program that I told you about. You get mm-hmm. an audiobook with that program and a podcast because those are two separate things, even though they're both audio. But yeah, absolutely, people. In, in marketing, you need to be looking at at multimedia channels, okay, online and offline. I'm a big direct mm-hmm. mail guy. That's why I like to mail my book to somebody, right? I also am a big email fan, so I like to email my clients and build a relationship through email. And guess what? In that email, I can click to say, hey, listen to chapter four of my audiobook because it deals mm-hmm. with this topic that we're talking about. So there are multiple ways to engage uh, your audience when you have these different platforms. So absolutely, audiobooks is a great thing to do. Interesting. Um so we're we're starting to run one short on time, but I, I, you know, like we talked about, like not everybody's going to be a good target customer for you. But we appreciate the the wisdom that you have around, um, you know, this whole area. Do you have any other advice for just anybody out there who's thinking about going down this path of of writing a book? Is there a good place to start, or is there some recommendations of, of what people should really consider before they? go down this path and and this adventure that we know is a lot of work. But generally, I think most authors seem to think that it was a worthwhile endeavor. But what what advice do you have for those folks? Yeah, um, start simple. So we've got a free program on our website. If you go to paperbackexpert.com, drop to the bottom. It's called Book Writing Boot Camp. It's our exact process that we use with our clients in an email-based system that if you want to do it yourself, go to there, grab that, and we're going to send you about an email a week and take you through the entire process. And you'll be able to create your book in about 90 to 120 days if you stay on task to get it done. So it's there. It's free. That's something we do. Um, Take a a friend out for coffee. Have them start asking you questions about your childhood, your hobbies. Why why do you do what you do? Because you could be doing 100 different things. Why do you live where you live? What experiences have you had? Record all of this, by the way, on your phone, your computer. Because what you're going to find are, are some themes, some common themes of your life. Those themes should tie into your unique story. Use that story as the foundation of your book to separate you from everybody else. And then just think about the questions you get regularly asked and, and how you answer those and, and make an outline. Speak to write your content. And you, if you're not going to create a, a physical book, a, a real book, as I would say, Use it and create a, a six or ten page brochure or whatever you want to call it, a download, a free report, and use that to get started. 
because that's a that's a something, right? And use that. Be yourself. Tell your story because people want to bond with you, right? That's why I tell my story of being in prison and escaping prison. And I didn't mm-hmm. even tell you about my four kids, and I've got two adopted kids, and we were foster parents for eight years with 25 kids in and out of our house. I didn't even tell you that. But I tell that in my longer story because it bonds with people. They're like, oh, that's so awesome. I want to win your heart. Okay? I want you to love me. Then I've got your attention to educate you on what I do and see if we're a good fit. So take a friend to a coffee. Tell them your story. Have them pepper you with questions. Record it all. Look for the themes. And then use that to get some kind of material out in, in book form, download form or something. Do a podcast. Do some videos and educate people and let them see that you really do know what you're talking about and that you're a person that they can what know, like, and trust that we've heard for years. I look at credibility as, as really going beyond that to saying credibility is the level of confidence that your audience has in you. And that confidence mm-hmm. comes through conversations like this and reading and listening. Allow them the time to gain that confidence. Don't try to get them to buy today because really less than 3% of the people are in the market today for anything. But I'm going to buy something in the next 90 days to two years. Are you going to be there consistently over time to be the first person I think of and the one I feel the best about? That's what marketing really is. So I would start simple. Take a friend a coffee. Begin the process. Use Book Writing Boot Camp on our website and, and get, get started on it. Well, Michael, that that is awesome advice that I think a lot of people wouldn't have thought of. And and so that's really useful, a good place to close it. I want to thank you uh, for being on the show today. One more time, what's what's the best way for folks to find you after the show to reach out? Absolutely. Paperbackexpert.com. Great. Thank you so much. And and thank you all out there for joining us today. As always, you'll find more information about our guests and links in the show notes. Go to dataleadershiplessons.com to subscribe and check out past episodes and accelerate your journey with training at dataleadershiptraining.com. Stay safe during these unusual times and go make an impact. 